Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we have Week 12 Review of all the Sunday games. Not as many this week because of the three games on Thursday, but we might as well go through some of the top performances here as... It looks like, Jeff, both me and you have wrapped up playoff spots in our main league that we talk about from time to time on here, which is not you have. You're you're wrapped up officially. You're good to go. I I should be good to go. We'll see. But have a chance maybe yeah, get that, that championship uh, uh, against each other. Let's hope. Yeah, well, it's either you you get another one or I finally finally get one after being in the playoffs almost every single time. So we'll find out. It'll be heartbreak or a celebration for me. Oh, yeah, just a few more weeks away, so we're getting there. But all right, let's jump into this because one of the guys who you traded for just a few weeks ago is the top guy on the board this week, and it's Christian McCaffrey, thirty-five point seven in standard. Just that's in standard. So in PPR with his eleven catches, he's up at like forty-six point seven. So seventeen carries, one hundred twenty-five yards and a touchdown. Eleven receptions, one hundred twelve yards and a touchdown. I mean, this guy has just been ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he really has, and. And, you know, I luckily get him at the right time. But, you know, we kind of talked him up. He was starting to make strides, and they were starting to give him the ball more. And you can see that. I mean, since week eight, he hasn't gotten any less than 13 carries. And so anywhere from 13 to 17, and that doesn't include any touches he gets through the passing game. And the lovely thing about McCaffrey, even though he's been killing it the past uh, five weeks or so, is his uh, schedule doesn't slow him down at all. No, I mean, really, Tampa Bay, Cleveland, uh, New Orleans, Atlanta. Not bad. I mean, all, no, Cleveland's not at all. the toughest so, one. Yeah. So I'm very excited. And and two of those are away. And then the 15-16, uh, which would probably be, you know, the final two weeks of your playoffs, are at home as well. So you, you have to love where McCaffrey is doing right now and, and what he is able to do uh, with this stretch as long as, you know, he plays the way he yeah, has he's, been. He's turned himself like he's going to be top five next year in drafts. I mean, it's going to have, he's going to have to be the way he's been playing. It's going to be, you know, I, I think he should be there. Gurley will be there, obviously. Zeke, Barkley. I think McCaffrey's up there. Uh, he is. He's starting to, he probably won't make that. Uh, he'll be in that second tier now, like officially that second tier, kind of where like Melvin Gordon is. Yep. Uh, but there's a lot, and we'll, we're about to go over a bunch of them, but there's a lot of running backs that are really doing their thing right yeah, now. Yeah, they're starting to step and, up. Um, yeah, and one that we expected was number two this week, yep. and uh, a guy that you have, Saquon. I mean, okay. my gosh, man, this guy is Superman. The, the, he is, but this this uh, 26.2 in standard is about the most disappointing 26.2 I've ever seen because uh, they just stopped giving him the ball in the second half. I, I don't know. He had, I think, four or five touches in the second half, maybe. That's it. Like, I, don't, he had, I think it was 15 in the first half, five in the second half. They took him out for an entire drive to just rest him. And guess what? They were up 19 to three at one point and lost 25, 22. So good, good on you, Pat Shermer. <laughs> God, I, I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, maybe it's cause it's a, it's a lost season really anyway, for the most part. And what's the point of, you know, running your, your star rookie into the ground. So I guess maybe look at it that way, but it was kind of disappointing. He had like 25 basically at the um, at the half. So yeah, 
but still, he's so good. <laughs> guy's just so so uh, good. I, it it is crazy to think that that performance was lackluster, especially. Uh, and I, I totally understand where you're coming from, but he still got 20 touches between carries and 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 you know being a wide receiver. So. It, that is the crazy part about it. Like this team will get it him the ball twenty to thirty times a game, and you know there's no doubt. Obviously, he is that talented to make stuff happen. But even when he doesn't score a touchdown, which he pretty much does every week, it feels like. Uh, it, I mean, the, I don't. I don't. I don't know how he's doing what he's doing on New York. To be quite honest, he has lived up to the hype and gone, you know, far far past. Yeah, I mean, they they looked better at times. The offense did early, but. Um... Then, you know, the second half happened. But let's see some other guys. Another rookie here, Nick Chubb, 24.8 in standard. And he's doing his off of a lot of volume. He's been good, though. He really, he's been good. And he's going to, he gets 28 carries here along with three catches. So he, the volume's there. He, I mean, yeah, the yards per carry is going to look pretty poor today. But who cares when you're getting that kind of volume and you're actually catching a couple balls? Cut touchdown, receiving, touchdown, running. And he's been really good since they've made him the starter and traded away Carlos Hyde. He's, he hasn't really disappointed. And this was this was probably in the preseason. I mean, other than Darius Geis, you know, got the injured. I think we were higher on Nick Chubb than any other of the rookies. And it's nice to see. Yeah, I mean, it, he has uh, completely stepped in for Hyde. I, I feel like there has been no difference in the run game. I mean, it's pretty much been the same exact kind of deal and we know we talk about Hyde he, he's no slouch he is actually a pretty good running back um so it, it's good to see him do that and you know just looking at you know Cleveland and as a whole you know they got the win and their pieces that they put into place have been looking uh, better and better every single week you know Chubb is one of them Najoku got another touchdown this week and Baker Mayfield is every time he gets out there he looks a little more comfortable he had a monster game this week we'll get to him so there is a whole lot to love on Cleveland right now. Um, sadly enough to kind of jump over, but um, the only person that is not to love on the team at the moment is Jarvis Landry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, you know, he won't be a, a high on the, the ratings board, but he's going to be a, another one that we could talk about how he kind of has been disappointing lately. But, you know, Nick Chubb, yeah, 28 carries, 84 yards and a touchdown. You're right. The yards per clip won't look spectacular. But he's getting it done, and that was you know at Cincinnati as an away game. They you know they dominated the clock, so I, I like what they did. I I I think everything he did was uh you know right on point. And then Leonard Fournette looked really good again. You know now he's back from injury, ninety five yards on eighteen carries, two touchdowns. But he got himself thrown out for getting in a fight. Like come on, man. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. Oh, that was great. And, and then they end up losing. Yeah. <laughs> Jacksonville is such a dumpster fire of a team but right now. It is unbelievable. Since he's been back from injury, he's gotten in standard 22.9, 20.1, and 22.8. He's been really, really good. Just yeah. Speaking of doing it by bulk. Yeah. No, I mean, right? If he didn't get himself thrown out, he would have gotten probably yeah. another 10 touches. Yeah. I mean, definitely. It's crazy. And then um, I think actually the play he got himself thrown out, I'm almost – positive i think that ended up being the play they were down on like the one yard line he probably would have got that touchdown <laughs> you know just come on man and then okay this was thursday but Legarrette blunt i i would say i was wrong i did not see this coming i didn't think he even had it in him 19 for 88 and two touchdowns i don't know what this means going forward i and this was against chicago too to top it off uh, just i didn't see it coming i don't trust it 
<laughs> no, yeah, I don't I don't trust it either. <laughs> he, I mean, he's going to go against some difficult, you know, defenses to run on, not like Chicago's not. But uh, I, you know, I think he's I whatever. He, he'll get he'll get the goal line carries, so he'll he'll probably be good for a touchdown maybe if, as long as Detroit's playing all right. But I, I don't expect him to have that kind of success again uh, coming up against the Rams next week. Then the next guy on the list is Kenyon Drake gets his random good fantasy game despite only eight carries, you know, eight for 32 and touchdown, but he had five for 64 receiving and touchdown. This is just a very untrustable guy. Again, even worse than blunt <laughs> for that matter. I I don't know. It just, it's a random, random occurrence that happens. It's happened a couple times this season for Kenny on Drake. He's still not somebody I would, I mean, yeah, there's going to be spots where you're going to put him in your lineup when you don't have another option, but um, I feel like there's other options. I don't trust this because he's still getting out carried by Gore by quite a bit. But yeah, and and really, uh, you know, there was two. He had two really big plays, and uh, obviously, you can say that about a lot of different players. But he he did. He looked good, but it, it's such a split there, um, and the, I don't trust that offense. I don't. They are not going to put up a ton of points by any means. So, um, I think his season, if you look back, is kind of what you're expecting, right? He'll have. Uh, game over, you know, in double digits, then he'll have two that he gets like one point, then another one in double digits, then it, it continues. So, um, the two games before this were 3.5 and 3.8. Now he busts out for 21.6. So, you know, that's what you're looking at, especially when you're about to hit Buffalo and New England. You know, I expect, you know, that trend to continue. And then Sony Michelle looked really good 21 for 33 and a touchdown. He's looking again, finally, like he did before his injury. And they use him quite a bit, and he, he just, he's a good player, so don't hesitate put him in your lineup. And then Melvin Gordon, he looked he looked really good again. He had 10 for 61 and two touchdowns on his way to a huge game. And then the knee injury. It's some sort of MCL injury. We don't really know right now um, if, it's a, if it's a sprain. Like the common recovery timeline for a sprain is two to four weeks. But we don't know for sure if that's what it is. Um, hopefully, if you if you're using him, you're set in the playoffs and you can get by without you know <laughs> without him. But it's going to be rough for people who've been relying on Melvin Gordon. Um, how do you feel about that, Jeff? I know you as a yeah. Melvin Gordon. Yeah. I'm a Melvin Gordon owner too in our other league. I'll say that we're we're in two leagues together that have been going on nine and ten years. And I got Gordon in the other, so. Kind of a, I know. Not this, a good this time. Is, <laughs> this is where you wish you had more control over your players. You yeah. wish that you could actually sit them. Like I'm in the playoffs. Don't don't rush him back. Yeah. Uh, he looked great, man. That that guy can find the end zone with the best of them. I, I really am. I mean, I'm I'm mortified that this could be you know pretty much take him out for the entire fantasy season. I know he doesn't care about that, but. You know, if it's only two weeks, uh, you know, I can deal with it. But if it's over that, um, you know, we're in rough, rough shape and you have to go other places. And I guarantee he's, you know, your number one running back, uh, you know. So, yeah, it, it's a it's a rough blow. So I guess we'll wait for the um, MRI to find out exactly what the issue is. But, you know, everyone's crossing their fingers. Hope for, you know, just a week or two out. And then it's it's kind of if he's out, it's going to be kind of a split, I think, between Eckler and uh, Justin Jackson got a little bit of work and looked pretty decent. So I don't think they're going to go away from him. Um, no. Yeah. And if he doesn't play, I think, yeah. And I think both will get work, but I think Eckler is just 
incredibly safe. I think you can just put him in your yeah. lineup. And obviously, you, you've known that if you have him, and you know Gordon was out. Yeah, because Eckler, he might not. He's he's gonna be probably out carried by Jackson, but he's gonna get catches, and he had ten today, so that'll probably continue. Then Philip Lindsay, another good game, one hundred ten yards and a touchdown. The guy just continues to get it done. Just crazy to see for an undrafted rookie. A lot of rookies on this list too, but Philip Lindsay's definitely the one that's the biggest surprise. And. Yeah, and he did it today without catching one ball, which is actually pretty crazy. He's just a good player now. You know, he's he doesn't need to be in the pass-catching role. He is their best running back. I mean, it's pure and simple. Every time he got the ball, you you know, he was springing for 10, 15 yards. So, uh, you know, Phil Lindsay is, you know, he's just a good football player. Well, and then actually the next guy on the list, another rookie who – was, I believe, undrafted. Again, another undrafted rookie here, Josh Adams, who has taken over the job. He's won, I mean, he's, he's definitely he's won the job in Philly. They said he was going to be the feature back. He got 22 carries today for 84 yards. He actually got one. It was a 52-yarder got called back in the first, uh, first quarter. So his day would have been huge. He doesn't get anything in the passing game, though. Only one target, no catches. But still, if you picked up Josh Adams, I mean, this is where I'm saying, like, it's another guy we'll talk about in a minute, like Gus Edwards. <laughs> this is where you yep. get this random you win a championship with your running back lineup of Josh Adams and Gus Edwards. It, there's always somebody in this. These are the two guys this time. Like Edwards, 23 for 118 today. So Adams and Edwards coming out of nowhere. And I mean, just all of a sudden, these these guys who were on, <laughs> no one knew who they were whatsoever. And all of a sudden, another, I mean, Gus Edwards, another undrafted rookie. The three undrafted rookies are Connie and Lindsay. Just all it's crazy to see all these running backs just appearing. And then guys like uh Ronald Jones can't do anything as a second round draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, uh, I'll give you this. You're you're uh I don't want to say your guy, but your guy, Peyton Barber. Um another yeah. solid game. You know, uh, you know, eighteen another eighteen carry game didn't do quite as much as he did against New York the week before, but another touchdown. So he has uh kind of turned into the last two weeks performances that make you wonder if this is going to be a consistent you know outing for him. Yeah, it's not pretty, but he gets the touchdown again, so he continues to you know make himself. For the most part, he's a probably a flex option. I don't trust him though. That's why I released him in our league. I didn't even want to have the opportunity to play him anymore. As weird as that is. But um, a lot of these guys just, yeah, come out of nowhere. I mean, Joe Mixon had another solid game. Aaron Jones, he's gained, well, he got a little bit left in this game. He's not going to probably do much more. He did he's another solid outing for him. And then, you know, any other standouts here for you? Uh, no, I mean, Zeke did really well. We, we glossed over him, but we kind of expect it. The, the guy you traded for. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, they're going to keep giving him a ton of touches. He's going to keep doing well. So nothing crazy. I think the only other person that, um, showed me something before we get to the people who were maybe a, a little underwhelming, um, was Aaron Jones. Um, he had an, another solid outing. Um, and you know, that makes, I don't even know, like five weeks, really, whether or not he's gotten a touchdown. He did have that game against New England where he had 14 touches for 75 yards, which, you know, is 
good enough. Um, you know what I mean? But every other game he's been in double digits, you're, you're pretty much going to 20, uh, you know, like what you're seeing there. He's another one. If you held on to him or picked him off of waivers, you, I mean, to your point, there is a lot of guys on here. There's probably five or six that you could miss and mix and match and you could be winning with them, which is crazy, especially with how many of them have come in the past two weeks. And then how about some of the disappointments, I guess, at running back? Um, I mean, you could look at back on Thursday, Thanksgiving, Jordan Howard did absolutely nothing again. This guy's fallen quite a bit. This is not someone that should be in your lineup anymore, right? I mean, at this point, I don't trust him. I, 1.5, seven carries, 13 yards, one catch for two yards. He's in standard scoring. He's done the last three weeks, 3.2, 6.5, 1.5. Just very ugly. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's sad to say, I you know, I go back and forth on him just because of that's kind of the nature of, you know, their offense now. But you're right. I mean, you know, Tariq Cohen is kind of the guy they go to. They're passing a lot more. They don't really ground and pound the way they used to with Howard. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very difficult to trust. Um, and along those lines, uh, pretty much the same exact result. Um, you know, Lindsey is doing well, but Royce Freeman, um, once again, every once in a while he get a touchdown, so his numbers haven't looked quite as bad as they really should have. But, um, you know, six carries for 17 yards today. It just didn't get it going. They've really shifted completely to Lindsey. So if you're in a position where, you know, you're still thinking about Freeman, um, you definitely should look other places. Well, then I'll say James White, while not a, a just terrible, terrible game for standard, nine for 73, could be worse. If you've been using him and he's been doing probably probably more in PPR, if he's been really great for you in PPR, and he today he only turned in one catch for five yards which is kind of an odd thing. I think Sony Michelle, the better Sony Michelle is, the more they use him, the more this hurts James White. So that production you were getting there in the middle stretch of the season, not so sure it's going to happen anymore. He's going to have some flashes, but it's not going to be as consistent as it once was. Yeah, I mean, that's a strange one. I'm not ready to call that one quite yet. And and you said why, because he did only get one catch, but Sony Michelle wasn't catching no. any either. So I'm not sure if that is a... if because Gronk was back in the mix and they could throw it to him or or they just didn't need to throw it, you know, out of the backfield. I'm not exactly sure, but nine carries for 73 yards. I, it was disappointing to a certain extent, um, but he, he actually got, I mean, I was surprised actually to get nine carries along with Sony Michelle getting over 20. Um, I really thought that James White would go back to that role where he's just catching, you know, you know, eight, eight balls for, you know, 70 yards and a, a touchdown. So I, I, I'm interested to see how they move forward with him now. What about any concern about James Conner and how he's not really been that great for three straight weeks now? Little, yeah, I mean a little bit, right? Not not completely. I, I think he's gonna be fine. I don't think you're gonna not play him. But if you're you're right now, you're going into the you know playoffs or trying to, you know, if if he is the guy that's supposed to be your number one, number two, you know, it is kind of. Ch- cause for concern to be fair to him um the last three weeks he has seen less touches 13 rushes nine and 13 again and they were all pretty decent defenses right so um not the end of the world you're about to hit chargers and then you do hit oakland to begin the playoffs or a lot of people you know begin the playoffs in week 14 so that's a great matchup so 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not off of him, but it, it has been lackluster, and especially the way Pittsburgh's been playing, where they kind of have to be – they're trying to make a comeback um, You know, at the end of the game. You're not going to be running in there as much. So it, it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Um, but at this point, I think you're playing them no matter what. So no, no, no use in really worrying about it. And how about some wide receivers here? Might as well bring up some some of the wide receivers. Well, I guess we should start with Thursday and Amari Cooper at eight for one eighty and two touchdowns. But this is the massive Amari Cooper game you get every once in a while too. This is the he's done this. This isn't this isn't new for him. I it feels different maybe because it's he's finally getting into it, getting into the swing of things with with Dallas. Maybe that's why this seems like it could be different. Um, not 100% sure yet, but hey, I, th- I feel pretty decent about it. This guy's extremely talented, and it was going to sh- hopefully shine through at some point with a, you know, the new team. And I mean, he's he's capable of these massive games. So hopefully, maybe, maybe he can still live up to the, you know, the potential he had. Maybe. Maybe, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, everything you say is completely true. The, the difficult aspect is either you held on to him and, you, you know, he was a pretty high draft pick. So I don't, you know, I don't know if you're in the playoffs or not, but you, that definitely hurt you. Or you traded for him and, and which, you know, at that point is awesome. But hopefully you got him for like a, a wide receiver two, three. Um, then you just have to make the decision whether or not you're playing him in the playoffs, whether or not you trust him, because it will be up and down still. Like I, I still don't believe that he is going to be a a plug and play. He's just, you know, he's going to be all over the place. Then how about the number two guy here for the week, Juju Smith Schuster, thirteen for one eighty nine in a touchdown. Oh, I love my Juju. I mean that is that is an impressive showing right there. In- yeah, and uh, you know it. Yeah, it is a very impressive showing, and he obviously he did well without. But they did also have a ninety-seven yard, you know, uh, throw to him. He outran people. It was awesome to watch. But at the same time, you know, even without that, and that's usually where I'd be like, okay, let's not get. You know, you take that away, it was still twelve for like a hundred yards. Like he's he is just that. He's a volume type wide receiver, and they're gonna keep throwing. So you know, you, you have to love what he's able to do. And even with Antonio Brown on the field, which once again, he, he he's had these games where he completely, you know, outshat or overshadows what Antonio Brown is able to do. So, you know, we'll see once again, but he, he is a plug and play. Guy. Yeah, without a doubt. You don't even you don't even hesitate. You just throw him in. Adam Thielen just finished up uh, eight for one twenty five in a touchdown. Another really oh, good game. He's back. Yeah, just. <laughs> Solid. This guy's just, he had two games in a row where he didn't quite get there. Now he's back to the 100. Just, just really good player. Then Tyler Lockett with, had five for 107 and a touchdown. Seems to be a guy that we always <laughs> thought could do something early on a couple, a couple years ago. But he's actually put together a pretty solid season. If you look at his, you know, games here, he's had now in standard, he's up to six uh, double digit scoring games, which is, you know, not too bad, especially for a guy that I, I, seem to I don't know why I just kind of underestimate him but he was 18th he was the 18th ranked receiver heading into today so he's going to go up probably a little bit from that so I don't know just one of those guys that doesn't earn my trust yet (laughs) I need to see a lot more yeah and you know he's pretty even keel um you know my biggest thing with him was the fact that he was always getting hurt and this 
year has been completely different, even though, you know, they've everyone else got hurt on that team. But if you look at what he's been able to do, it's been a little up and down for the most part, though, especially lately. It feels like you can, you know, kind of bank on five catches for 70 yards and a touchdown. I mean, the guy has eight touchdowns, which I would not like going into it. That's what I didn't expect. Um, so it's very good to see, and especially with Russell Wilson, he needs someone to throw it to. And, you know, it's, you know, it'll be different guys jumping up and down on there. But Lockett has turned into kind of a, a sneaky wide receiver three that you can pretty much rely on. Um, and, it, you know, I, I say rely is kind of, you know, every other game kind of deal going uh, double digit or not. But um, he, he would definitely be helpful having on your team. Well, then the next guy on the list is his teammate, David Moore, who had four for 103 and a touchdown. Moore's had a couple of these games now this year. Uh, he he had a, his last big game was week eight, and then he's done nothing for three weeks. Another you know big game here because of mainly you know nice touchdown. I don't really trust him, and I, I trust Lockett obviously a lot more than I trust David Moore. But just another guy to look at, I guess. And then the next guy on the list, Robert Foster from Buffalo, <laughs> one for seventy five. He had the one seventy five yard touchdown, and then he caught one more ball. But this is actually two games in a row where he's uh, put together big receiving yard numbers with little catches. He only has five catches in these two games, but he has a uh, hundred and 199 yards and a touchdown off of him. So he's a big play yeah, guy. T- I mean, t- <laughs> talk about a guy I do not trust, but uh, yeah, I mean that, uh, that Buffalo offense looked a lot better today and really with Allen. Okay. And that's another strange one. The fact that Allen had, did he have a hundred yard rushing game? He had something ridiculous. I'll have to look exactly what it was, but he was running all over the place, and it, it's very confusing to watch Buffalo actually look halfway decent, so I'm not sure what to <laughs> think about them or if Jacksonville is really that crappy. Yeah, Allen, uh, he ended up with 99 in the touchdown. 99. Yeah, so he ended up with a 28.3 um, scoring output here with only 160 yards in a touchdown passing. This is going to be a guy that can <laughs> put up points. It looks like in just random ways. That's crazy. Yeah, not not what you expect. But remember, early on in the year, before the year, everyone said this is the guy. This is the terrible draft pick. Nothing's going to happen. But hey, he gets he's getting it done. You know, it's yeah. We'll see. I mean, I haven't lost complete faith. I'm I'm interested to see what he's able to do. Like he he hasn't. I think he's had one game where he's been able to throw for over 200 yards. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, well, I'm pumping the brakes on that, but Buffalo is a rough team to be on. So I give him a lot of credit for uh, doing as well as he has. Well, done. the one difference, I guess, the one thing is it's not a plug and play against um, playing the defense against Buffalo anymore. That's one thing it's not. Right. Yeah, he's, exactly. he's changed that at least where I don't feel comfortable with it before. I was I thought that was going to be the, that was the easiest play there was and not so much now. So I'm not going to especially those weaker defenses like the Jets and the Lions who are playing against them in there in this stretch. I'm not going to just use them now for no reason. Next guy, let's see here. we got Stefan Diggs, 8 for 77 and a touchdown. Solid game for Diggs. D.D. Westbrook got himself a touchdown, ran the ball once for 43 yards, so he's up on the list. But I've always liked D.D., but he's not consistent enough, so can't, can't trust him. Emmanuel Sanders continues to be very solid seven for 86 and a touchdown. So I was so wrong on Manuel Sanders. And I will admit that I did not see this season coming, even though he had three weeks now in a row that were pretty poor. 
So I thought, oh, okay, maybe this is back to what I thought, but hey, here he shows up again. So hey, he's he's better than I thought. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, what can he say? Yeah, he's just <laughs> he's better better than I thought. So I'll get him that. And yeah, I I think he's just he's a, he's a fine start. <laughs> I'll say that. I still don't think he's. I don't know. He he has those three weeks in a row where he just did nothing. Just kind of worries me. He's gonna he could put those together at any time. Tyler Boyd got himself seven for eighty five and a touchdown. So not bad. His first actually, I think, uh, first good game without AJ Green. You know, without I thought it would uh, he'd. It's hard for him to really, you know, without AJ, everyone's everyone's just worried about him. And it made it a little rough for him, but eh, solid outing. Then Mike Williams gets himself two touchdown catches, only four catches for 25 yards, but two of them are touchdowns. He's caught decent yeah. amount touchdowns this year. What he, yeah, what does he have? He's, you know, if I'm counting up real quick, I think he only has 24 receptions and he has seven of those are yeah. touchdowns. So they're, they're using him for a very specific reason, but it's, you know, turning out okay for people if you kind of, you know, are using him sparingly. Every once in a while, you'll hit. Yeah, and I, I don't trust him. But I, I think I no, think this shows no. there is definitely room for improvement next year. And it might just take one more year before he starts to, you know, come around. But he, he, can, he can catch the ball. He can catch touchdowns. And then some other random guys show up. Dante Pettis. I, I kind of like Dante Pettis in the preseason. Then he got himself hurt after week two. It didn't play, and now his last, his, he's been back for two games, and he has eight catches. So that's a name to, I guess, watch a little bit. But he has some tougher matchups coming up. So, yeah, Julio, I say from Thursday, eleven for one forty-seven, but he finds himself way down the list here in standard because no touchdowns. Finally, he didn't get touchdown, but the guy's good. Yeah, he's crazy. Oh, T.Y. <laughs> Hilton, seven for one twenty-five. He's had two really big games in a row now, and. Nice to see that. Mike Evans got his six catches again, turns it into 116 like he does. Just six six yeah. catches. So and, and and really the the people that you know, a lot of these guys that we're talking about that are you know, probably just outside or just outside the top twenty, we'll say. Um, but you're talking T Y, Julio, um and uh who else? Oh, we're talking about Mike Williams as well, who was up there for two touchdowns. But you know, you're you're also linking it to who's playing well as a quarterback. And, you know, it's kind of sneaky, but, you know, the two guys that have been playing very, very well that uh, we just probably haven't talked about quite enough. Um, well, obviously, Luck has been playing out of his mind. He's been great. Um, he's had that stretch where he's, you know, three or more touchdowns a game. And then also, uh, you know, Rivers, once again, you know, we always talk him up as he's such a great, safe pick. Um, and he's another guy that has just been killing it. So, you know, him attaching to Keenan Allen as well, who uh, shows up uh, among these guys as well, just a couple above Julio. He had another great game, you know, seven catches for 72 and a touchdown, three games mm-hmm. in a row, scoring a touchdown. You know, exactly what we were talking about when we we're, we were saying that he has been putting up yardage um, and we think that he will eventually get in the end zone. And, you know, you're reaping the benefits three weekends in a row now. Yeah, I hope hope people went out and got him when we were telling you to there. And his price probably wasn't that high. So he's been he's been good. I think he'll continue to be good. And then how about some quick, you just jump into some tight ends here. Eric Ebron led the way because he, he got two touchdowns again. Just catches touchdowns. <laughs> the, yeah, 11 on the year. He does. 11 touchdowns. <sighs> it's crazy. 
what yeah what is the uh what is the touchdown I don't, record I don't even you know? know i have to look it up for tight <laughs> that's he's he's been impressive at least catching touchdowns the list is really it's it's just yeah zach Ertz. okay it's good vernon davis caught a big touchdown i was watching that when i was watching that game i was at a you know thanksgiving party saw it from the corner of my eye and i thought i thought it was jordan reed and i had jordan reed in my lineup Looked like Jordan Reed from across the room, and I was disappointed to find out it was Vernon Davis. But hey, whatever. Najoku got himself <laughs> a touchdown, five for sixty-three. Gronk got himself a touchdown coming back, and then you got Dan Arnold, Matt Lacoste, and there's Cook and Brait, Rhett Ellison. You know, just it's a interesting position. I do say I like the fact that Jordan Reed is more involved again, though, for Washington. He seems like he's in the last couple weeks. Seven catches and six catches, 71 yards, 75 yards, his best two yardage games of the year, the most catches he's had two weeks in a row. So it's nice to see that at least. But other than that, tight end position again, like we say every week, is kind of a little scarce. Yeah, up and down. And I, ju- I just looked it up real quick, and I believe that uh, Gronk actually holds the um, single-season tight end touchdown record with 17 yeah. So obviously, yeah, I thought it was actually a little bit lower than that. But a shot. Yeah, so obviously Ebron, yeah, Ebron has a shot at it, but and then you know he has some work to do. <laughs> Quarterback, quick, we've went over. We talked about Baker a little bit. Baker's been great. He's the number one QB for this week for um in, in regular scoring. He wrote four touchdown passes. Not bad. Thirty three point zero. And man, you I mean you look at it too. I mean, really, week seven against Tampa Bay he came out twenty five points, twenty four point nine actually. Um, then he had 18 against Pitt, but every week he's been getting better. 21.9, 28.6, 33.9, and now he's going against Houston. Um, you know, I don't expect him to always get to that 30, but I, I feel very safe that he's going to hit 20 and he's going to be a solid play nowadays. Yeah, I, I think he will be. He, I feel comfortable with Baker. Kirk Cousins had a solid game. Dak Prescott did solid, you know, some luck breeze, like it said, Allen. Jameis looked good again. We, we, we kind of figured he would. Yeah, we, we did. This was the game we thought he was going to do well. Now yeah. the question is, is he going to do well that's next where, week? That's where we Carolina? don't. He's always good this game. This game was no surprise. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I, One game back. Yeah. <laughs> then like Rivers did solid. You know, the normal names. Uh, Lamar Jackson got himself 71 rushing yards and a touchdown, which again, this is why he makes himself relevant as a fantasy option every week. He runs the ball. And, you know, he does pretty well. Okay, this is where a couple of things you got to look at. Aaron Rodgers. 13.9. I mean, this is his last five weeks. It's 17.9, 23.2, 22.1, 25.6, 13.9. Those 20s are okay. They're fine, but they're not typical Aaron Rodgers. Right. They're not what you expect. I mean, they're just not. And, and yeah, it, uh, I mean, I, I don't okay. know what to say. I mean, really, at this point, you're more than likely you're oh, playing yeah. him, but, but he was. It, well, that's the question, I guess. If you did have Aaron Rodgers, right? And we, we talked this way about Brady as well uh, last week. But if you had Rodgers and say you also have someone that you could have picked up in later rounds, right? So say you got a Goff as well or, or something of that nature. Do you think about sitting Rodgers at any point? I mean. Or do you just stick with him because, hey, like really, you know, we 13.9 is definitely his lowest I've seen him do in a while. Um, but before that, he, you know, and that's 18 point as well but 22 you're kind of like disappointed right it's not like he ha- i mean he does have a 32 and a 34 this well, year i'll as say well. week 13 and 14 i'm playing him arizona atlanta but week 15 
at Chicago in what could be a cold game, you know, who knows weather-wise, I am probably looking at sitting Aaron Rodgers if I have another option. I, I, it's not, he's not just a 100% sure thing guy anymore. So that week 15, if you're in the playoffs and you have, it's going to be hard because 15 chances are you could be in a championship, you're at least in the semifinal, and you could be thinking of sitting Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah. I would probably look at doing it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but and then Carson Wentz, another another poor outing, I would say. Another one, man. Yeah, two in a row. And I mean, it was no uh, no week eleven. Yeah, but, yeah still. But yeah, again, week. fifteen points. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he was coming off such a, a hot streak where he was, you know, twenty two was the lowest, um, and you know he topped out at thirty. So he, he was doing real well for about you know five six weeks there. So I, I don't know what's going on with them. I'm not sure exactly, um, but it, it definitely cascades down. It feels like even Earth felt the pain last week. So it's something to definitely look look at because it's stretching out to every person that you might have on the Eagles. And then you might as well just drop Matt Stafford if you have him on your team. It's, it's pretty pitiful four-week stretch he's had. It's actually no use. To yeah, really bad. No need, no need to use him. That offense isn't creative. It doesn't do anything. And teams, I think they figured it out. So, all right. I think that's going to do it, though. I don't got anything else. Lions are terrible. Nope. No. (laughs) They're they're bad. But, uh, oh, well. But, all right. That'll do it for the Week 12 review. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk to you guys about some waiver wire options. Talk to you then.